Okay, so it looks like it didn't record. So I'm gonna go back and just ask you the question again, okay? okay. I'm gonna do the intro again um, because it didn't, it did not uh, record that and that's okay. So we'll do it again. Okay, welcome to the Glambitious Podcast. I am your guest host, Chanel Scales. If this is your first time listening, please visit theglamceo.com for details on speaking or attending the Glambitious Atlanta Conference this August. Today, we have another amazing guest. Laura, please introduce yourself to our listeners. Well, I am Laura Davis Perry. I am in Columbus, Ohio, actually by way of Ansonville, North Carolina. I am a social worker here, and I have a private practice called Conquering Walls Counseling Agency. Nice. I'm so excited to have you here so that I can get all up in your business and see what you got going on. And you said that you were in Columbus, Ohio. That's amazing. I'm actually from Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. I love Cincinnati. Yeah. Love yeah. Cincinnati. <laughs> so tell me, who is Laura Davis Perry? Well, I guess first and foremost, she is a child of God. Okay. That's the first thing. She's a wife, a mother, a daughter, a sibling. And last but not least, she's a social worker. Um, and I think all of those things entail giving. So that's a big part of who I am. Um, I've always been one to have a soft heart for the person that, the underdog, you know? Absolutely. And it just so happens that I end up in this field. It wasn't my field of choice, okay. but this is where God would have me. So okay. Laura is someone who, I think that there's room at the table for everyone to eat. Okay. So right. I believe that if we all can work together and, you know, offer a helping hand that we can help each other up, you yeah. know, we don't have to be above each other. We can work yeah. together and walk together. That's how I look at it. Absolutely. You, you are a hundred percent correct. So you, you definitely dove in about social work. Tell me why social work. I mean, I know what you just said, but let's get a little bit more into that and why you chose that field. I believe it was what I was called to do. Um, I had ideas of other things. I wanted to be a forensic um, uh, specialist in the FBI. That's what oh, I wanted. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And I love the show. Um, what was the show that they had that did that? Was it CSI? Yes. Loved yes. CSI. Loved all of those shows like that. And so okay. that was what I wanted to do. But because of some things that I had going on with me, like claustrophobia and things like that. I couldn't pass specific tests that they had for me to get into certain things with law enforcement. So I knew that I wouldn't be able to do that. And um, and I started doing things, working with children in group homes and different things like that, managing group homes. And I did the, um, the DD population or the MRDD population is what it was called when I was working. And then I ended up just working with children at a hospital here. I got encouraged to go back to school to get my master's degree. And here right. I am. And I love what I do. Congratulations <laughs> on that. Congratulations yeah. on that. So let me ask you this. Why did you decide to go into a private practice? Why was that so important for you? Um, You know, honestly, in the beginning, kind of like social work, it wasn't what I wanted to do. Okay. Like after I got my degree, my plan was to get my independent licensure get me a supervisory job at Children's Hospital and stay there and retire. But God had a different plan. Like his 
if you want to make him laugh, make a plan for yourself. That's what I say. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine, her daughter was interested in um, starting her own program and she needed someone to sign off on the paperwork with, with an independent um, uh, license. And so I agreed to do that, but she didn't have money to pay me because it was a okay. retroactive contract where she would have to do the work first and then she would get paid. And so yeah, she yeah. offered me free office space free office space yeah okay i can make okay. something out of that yeah. i can do something with that i would have said yes anyway without it you know okay. but um with the free office space i started thinking and I, then i started looking into trying to do things my own so i had like my little eight patients and i was happy with that um okay. that was my shoe money okay. <laughs> well, right. i, so I didn't have to touch my money you know that i was working for and so as things would have it you know i was working with people who weren't how do you say as um i don't know jealousy came into the play when yeah. they found out that i had a um a private practice of my own i did okay. everything the right way like i was supposed to but i went out on for surgery and when i came back to work some co-workers had started some things and my yeah. job asked me to choose my practice or them wow. and you know i you know prayed about it and yeah. I like to say God used the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit for three weeks. Mm -hmm. I prayed about it, and he told me to write that letter. I wrote the resignation letter. I was really nervous about it because I only had eight patients, but I got 10 in one day. Look the at moment, that. And the first one came from them. <laughs> so, so um, you know, no matter, I was very nervous about it, but yeah. things just started flowing. And within a couple of months, I had a full schedule, and now I have... Um, I think six staff members, five students, and you know we're we're working and doing things, making things. Okay, happen. and we talking about a woman who went from, as you say, little patients, but eight patients. Yeah, is amazing because you could always have no patients. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I think that that is absolutely amazing. And then you touched the you touched on jealousy. I always say that. It's not that they're jealous of you. They're really just more mad at themselves because you yes. have the drive and the motivation to, yes. to push yes. forward and to complete and to do something that's like on your mm -hmm. heart. So it's like, it's not an issue with you. It's an issue with they self because yeah. they have to figure out how, how is she doing this? Yeah. And you know, I, I truly believe that because I never had a problem with anyone. Not okay. that I was perfect or anything, but when I go to work, I go to work. You know, I'm not there to make friends. I'm not there to do all that. And if I do along the way, that's great. But I want to do what I'm supposed to do there. And that's what I did. I did yeah. my work and I didn't bother anybody. But, Absolutely. you know, it was time. Like for me. God had to make me uncomfortable so that yeah. I would move to where he wanted me to be. And I, that's how I look at it now. And it yeah. was it was an amazing step. I, I don't regret it at all. I really don't. Well, first of all, once again, I have to say congratulations on that because your story is pretty amazing. You know, um, I always say the hardest part is just starting and you started and you believed in yourself. And look yeah. at like, look at you now. So I guess that kind of leads to my next question is what is your greatest fear and how do you manage fear in general? My greatest fear is failing those around me. Like mm. I feel like, you know, with this calling, there are people that are connected to me that yes. need me to move in a certain way so that they can get to where they need to go. So okay. I always have to make sure that I'm doing the right thing or making good decisions in anything that I do, because if I fail, then I feel all those people that are that are connected to me, because all of us have that. All yes. of us have people that are attached to us and they're waiting on us to move a certain space so they can move up next, you know? Absolutely. And so failure, that failure of failing those around me 
is a big thing for me. Um, How I manage it is I just use some of the same (laughs) skills that I teach my patients. I use uh, my five senses to calm myself. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, Sight, smell, what sight, smell, touch, taste, and hear. Um, You know, I use those things to help to calm me when I get a little um, anxious about things. Um, I have people that I have wise counsel. I have people that help me that have gone through what I've gone through other business, other business um, men and women Okay. um, that can relate to me um, and understand what I'm going through. And even some that I used to work with that went through the same thing. We, you know, communicate with one another and just help each other. You have to, it's about the community too. Absolutely. I have a good community around me and that helps me to get past those fears. And then I know who I'm made from who I'm made of, whose I am. And I have to always remember that, you know, I know whose I am. And if I call on him, whatever he decides, mm-hmm. that's what it's supposed to be. Absolutely. 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 I love that. So you definitely have your tribe, your community. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is so important. That takes us very far. And many people don't realize that. So I think that, uh, you're right. That will take you. That will take you to where you need to be. Mm-hmm. So you talked about you hit on your fear. So let me ask you this: some, What are some of your failures, and what are what are the best lessons that you have learned from them? Because we all have failures, as you stated. Nobody is perfect. Um, but I think when we hold ourselves accountable, it really helps us to to get to where we're supposed to be. So let's talk about that. What are some of your failures? I think some of my failures it uh, center around not trusting, um, okay. not trusting the process, you okay. know, and um, because of trust issues with other people, yes. I have um, ignored relationships that probably would have been good to have, especially in this process too, as a businesswoman, you know, mm. um, being fearful of that, and then, then in the other sense, trusting too much of others that I shouldn't have. So yeah. it's, it's, it's like this seesaw type thing, you know, people talk a good game. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And, um, and they look at even my business as small as it is and think that there is something major there that they can get. So I have to really, um, you know, be mindful of that because I've been, I've been eaten by the wolves a couple of times and, you know, we bounce back from it and we keep going, but I have to, you know, really, balance that trust out and understand, be able to have a better radar on who is really supposed to be there and who's not. That's one of the biggest things is just protecting that process. So, Okay. I'm glad that you touched on the trust issue and something you just said is that because, uh, because of your trust, it may have hindered you from having relationships with people who could help you progress. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you touched on that because that is even something that I've, uh, have faced in my business endeavors and so um it's just it's it's just so funny that you bring that up because sometimes i don't even think that we realize that because we have trust issues or things that we've been through in the past that it could potentially halt us from those that god is sending to us to help us in this new place where we're at so i'm glad that you were honest about that because a lot of people deal with that you know like have trust issues and so when something good is coming your way it's like you don't even know yeah you'd be like yeah you you don't have to be receptive of it not too good to be true you know all those things so yeah yeah Yeah. so do you feel like now you're at a place that you are able to 
you're able to to know who was there for you versus who isn't? I'm better at it. I'm not perfect at it. I'm better at being able to read people. And, you know, I I put things in place where I require more. I don't just say yes. yes. You know, okay. there's, there's a process where you have to prove to me that what you're telling me is true. Yes. You, know, you can't just come to me and say, I did this, I did that, I have this, I have that, you know, or I was this or I was that. And we can partner together and do all of this. You have to show me that what you're saying is true, not just coming out your mouth, you know. Yeah. And, it, and and I have other people that I, I have checks and balances in that too, okay. Okay. to make sure that you know, I don't pull something in that isn't supposed to be there. So absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. So since you talked about that, I must know what makes you feel out of your comfort zone? Um, That's a good one, right? Yeah. I think for me, when I'm in spaces where I can't be my authentic self, yes. You know, I, I, um, when I'm like in unfamiliar spaces and um, like, you know, I, I, I'm sure wherever, whatever you do, you, you mm-hmm. have to go to trainings, you have to go to different things or you meet different people. Yes. It, just in life in general, we go to places mm-hmm. and I always say, I go where I'm celebrated, not tolerated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just being when I'm somewhere and I know that I can tell when I'm accepted or not. Yeah. That's one of the biggest things. I don't know. God just gives me that discernment, like to know when I walk in a room that the atmosphere is there. And if, if it doesn't feel right to me, okay, I don't do it. Okay. You know? yeah. I, and it's been, I had to go through a lot of dark spaces <laughs> to yeah. get to that knowledge though. I mean, it was, it, it's a lot, you know, trying, being in places. It's a part of the journey. It's a part of is. the journey, you it know? Is, it is. And that's something that's very uncomfortable for me, you know, not being able to be who I am and be accepted because I am what I, I don't know how to be anything else. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. So when you just said like being able to be yourself, tell me about like maybe a time where you was in a situation where, you know, you had to show up for your business, but maybe you felt like you couldn't be yourself. You know, how have you ever had that situation occur where you still had to show up? Yeah, like in like even in trainings, you know, everybody comes with this pretense of who they're supposed to be in that process. Right. And you have the people who are so professional and they don't want to let down and and really talk about what we're dealing with. We're dealing with real issues Mm -hmm. and I should be able to bring those real issues up and nobody get uncomfortable because if you're dealing with people every day, you should be dealing with these real issues. And I talk about it like it is. I don't know how to do with anything else and I'm not cursing or not being negative, but just being able to to discuss how I feel about certain things. Yeah, and just be authentic. Yes, yes. I mean, People talk about imposter syndrome. I feel like when I can't talk to myself, I'm an imposter. Talk about, you know, talk like I am or be who I am. I am an imposter. One of my most favorite um, spaces to be in is I'm I'm certified in brain spotting. Um, And that is a trauma treatment. It's an intensive trauma treatment for people who have experienced big and little T traumas. And so um, I, and I do it with the BIPOC community. Okay. Okay. I don't know black and indigenous black and indigenous people of color and so in that space we can be who we want to be matter of fact i was supposed to be at a training this week but i wasn't able to go but it is just um 
it, it's one of the spaces that I love because I'm able to be who I am, say what I need to say, express things the way I need to, and it's not a problem. And then when I go to other trainings and we're not able to do that and everybody's cold and yeah. just, it's uncomfortable for me. Yeah. Oh, you just, you're hitting on so many different things, especially like when it just comes to like me and things that I've had to deal with. Um, especially when I worked in the corporate world and retail, you know, um, I didn't necessarily go to school for, um, you know, visual merchandising or fashion design, but I've always been like a true library girl and I've always been a researcher. Okay. And so even though I would show up, you know, there were people that would feel a certain way because they like, she didn't go to school, but how does she know X, Y, and Z? So it made me be uncomfortable because I'm just, like you said, I'm just showing up as myself, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm glad you talked about that because once again, that is something that a lot of people do deal with, not being able to show up um, mm -hmm. because really when we show up, we tend to make other people uncomfortable and that's not our mm -hmm. problem, you know? So yeah. I yeah. have to ask you, you know, in this journey of what you have going on, what footprint do you want to leave behind when everything is all said and done? Hmm. That's a, that's a good one. <laughs> um, you know, I think I want to be remembered for who I am. Like, you know, not what I did. Yeah. You know, I I um am a person who truly desires to help people. Okay. You know, that's, that's what I want to do. Um, I want to make a difference in the lives of others who may be dealing with, you know, negativity or, um, or just loss or other things causing a pause in their life. Right. Okay. And so I want to, I want to leave that footprint, you know, one leaves, you leave behind imprints. Mm -hmm. Like that's what the footprints are Yep. Imprints in people's lives. Um, and those are the things that go throughout history that we hear. Like when we hear about like um, Dr. Martin Luther King and all yes. those people, it's the imprint that they left yes. on us Absolutely. that still stands, yes. right? Mm -hmm. So I want my imprints to promote positivity, togetherness, family. And, and, you know, I just want them the last generations. Like my daughter, 16, I want her to understand. We were talking about values earlier today. Okay. And she had some things that I didn't even remember saying to her that she okay. got from you know, being with me or being around me. So I just want, you know, I want to leave that and I want that stuff to last generations. I want the real stuff, not yes. the superficial things, you know? Yes, because the world is becoming very superficial. Oh my God. <laughs> Look at my face. Yes. And I, I feel like <laughs> I, feel I had to do this today. <laughs> I just feel like, I mean, we get so caught up in the superficial things that we do forget that it's all, like you just said, it's all about adding to the community and adding value and um, clearly that's what you're doing because not even on your work side, but you just said your daughter has been able to tell you some things that she's picked up. So that means that you are doing exactly what I personally believe brown women are supposed to do, which is add to the world, add yeah. to our communities and attempt to make them better. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like you're you're moving in the right direction. Okay, I appreciate that. I really yeah. do. It life is hard enough as it is, and it, it seems like the world is caring less and less and less. Yeah. Why? Like <laughs> it is. We have to all just kind of take a breath sometime and mm -hmm. just uh, you know try to become more in tune with why we're here and what our purpose is and 
Um, if we're not being paid, what would what do we genuinely love to do? And right. more importantly, just add add to the community. I, I think I think that that is something that people just tend to forget about, and 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 that is adding to the community and making yeah. other people better and trying to help them through our stories. Um, mm-hmm. It's so important. Yeah. So um, before we get out of here, I want to see if you have anything else to say about what you have going on and how our guests can continue to stay in your business and follow you and see what you got going on. Yes. Um, I can be found on um, my website is www.conqueringwallscounseling.com. I know it's long. LLC.com. Okay. Um, And on Instagram, um, what is it? Facebook, um, TikTok, and all the other ones. (laughs) All of the, um, what is it? What's the one? Twitter? Because I'm not Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. On Twitter, um, same handle, Conquering Walls Counseling. Um, Okay. They can find us there. And we have so many things going on. We do, focus groups with teens and adults. Um, It's called the Battle Zone. It's a 16 week program where we incorporate physical fitness and mental health together. So we have, I have a staff member that's a physical trainer and he works with them and then we do the mental stuff and it's really cool. Um, Like I said, I have brain spotting going on. If you have trauma, even if you don't have trauma, if it's something small that you're working on and dealing with in your life, it doesn't have to be something that you've been dealing with for a long time, but brain spotting is so amazing. I did it myself. We had to do it ourselves in order to learn it. Awesome. Um, we just have a lot of things going on. Um, so mental health, that's okay. a big thing in our community. Yes, it is. Just because you need to talk to somebody doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It's okay. There you go. Speak with someone about things that you're feeling uncomfortable about or things that are going on in your life. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you crazy. It makes you smart because you're trying to get things in order so that you can be what you need to be and do what you need to do in life. So You You said a mouthful because that is absolutely true. Um, The young lady that I spoke to last week, we definitely hit on that and just about um, how within our communities, within our Brown community, you know, Mm -hmm. people tend to feel as if if they want to get some help or if they want to talk to somebody that that deems them to be a person who is crazy or all these other titles that they throw upon them. But yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and close us out. And I want to say thank you so much, Miss Laura, for stopping by and letting us know what you got going on. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate this platform. This is awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. So ladies and gentlemen, I want to say thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Glambitious Podcast. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. (laughs)